Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. Dana, can you hear me? Good morning. Oh, hey there. Can you, can you hear, me? hear me now? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Weirdest thing ever. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> I think I was muted for a bit because they just told me now I'm not muted. <laughs> you know, is this Bridget? Yes. Hi, Bridget. I'm sorry. I thought I was talking to Dana there. I was For some reason, we're having trouble connecting. I can't hear her. Are you talking to her? Uh, I Facebook messaged her, but I haven't heard her voice yet. Interesting. Well, I wonder if this is being recorded. It's showing all three of us on here. Let me see. I'm trying to... Um... Yeah, I had to call back in like five times, and it's not allowing me to... I can just hear you now. Very interesting. I'm not sure what's happening. We've never had this before. <laughs> Maybe she needs to call back in. That's what I'm thinking. Hold tight here. I'm gonna okay. put you I'm gonna put you back on mute. Hang on. Okay. I'm here. I'm here. Oh, there she is. Oh, oh my goodness. What on earth happened yeah, well, a, for a later time? Good morning, ladies. I don't know. There's a, <laughs> there's an echo, so I'm gonna have to go to the other room. I don't know what happened. Um just no idea. All right, can you well, hear we me? can just start it over. If we can hear you, that's a good thing. And Bridget, you here with us? I'm here, yep, I'm, I can hear you now. All right, let's just give this a new shot from the beginning. What do you think, Dana? Let's do it. Let's do it. You going to do the intro? Woo. Yeah, I'm going to start all over. Okay. <laughs> we might as well. <laughs> I thought I did it, but let's. Do it again. Welcome to episode number 123 of Thyroid Nation Radio Live Talk Show and Podcast. I'm Dana. And I'm Tiffany. And we'll be your host and for the day. And of course, and of course, today is episode biotics. I don't know if you've heard of it, Bridget, but we absolutely love them and they are fabulous. It's called Just Thrive. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, I haven't heard of them. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, definitely. It's a spore-based and uh, survive, proven, actually, to survive the gastric acid by um, Kieran Christian. We did a podcast with him, and he talked all about that. It was just amazing. But, you know, gluten, dairy, sugar-free, non-GMO, uh, studies actually proven to reduce endotoxins, triglycerides, and uh, and all the symptoms of leaky gut. It's It's pretty amazing. Dan and I both had amazing results with it. So we're super excited that they are sponsoring yeah. us. Yeah, we we actually carry the Megaspore probiotic by them. Okay, so yeah, Megaspore, right. exactly. So Megaspore is uh, practitioner based, like you, um, and so uh, the Thrive probiotic is. I think there's only three strains. Uh, it's a lower dosage, uh, but it's over the counter. So it's it's uh, you know for people that don't have a practitioner. But right, ideally megaspore, same type thing, spore based, the whole nine yards, just a lower dosage. Um, and I think megaspore has five five strains, five or six, and um, Thrive has three, I believe. Right. Cool. Yeah. So, in case anybody didn't hear me earlier, I apologize. We must be having some issues. I thought it was me, but it might be Blog Talk Radio. I'm not sure. But today we are talking with the licensed acupuncturist and functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner Bridget Danner about gut infections, detox strategies, and the thyroid. We are so excited to have you. We have been wanting to talk to you for a long time, and so thanks for joining us, Bridget. Yeah, I'm super excited to be here. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, we're a little discombobulated this morning, evidently, uh, with I must have called back in five or six times. I couldn't get anybody, couldn't hear anything. (laughs) It was craziness. Uh, 
So we love to uh, start by a little bit about you and your story and how you came to love medicine. And and uh, so can you share a little bit about that with us? Yeah, I was kind of hoping you'd ask that because I think it's a good lead into what I'm going to talk about related to thyroid later. So, so yeah, my first um, real health crisis was postpartum with my son. It was about nine years ago. And, you know, I didn't really label it at the time, but I would say I had postpartum depression. And I may have had some uh, postpartum thyroiditis as well, but I was not oh. checked for that. I was not advised about that. Yeah, but uh, I developed antibodies or just first discovered some very low antibodies about mm, seven or eight years later, which is often a timeline that you see antibodies show up after there's been like that postpartum wobble. So I think it's possible. Uh, and that, that postpartum experience, even though I was already working as an acupuncturist, um, you know, I needed more help. Uh, I didn't have enough information to help myself. So I learned more about diet. I started learning about functional medicine. Uh, and I got a, different, a couple different coaches online. I got really interested in the online world of coaching. Uh, so it really changed my direction, and I became very passionate about helping women from that experience because I was like a business owner, and I was, you know, an active person, and I became so anxious, and, you know, I had a lot of insomnia, and I just, you know, didn't want other women to be going through that. So I became very passionate about women's health education. Well, we are so glad that you did become passionate about women's health, that's for sure. <laughs> so did you say your antibodies showed up seven or eight years after? Yeah. I mean, I never tested for antibodies early, you know, postpartum. So who, know, who knows? Right. We, we can't know. But I had a Dutch test. You ladies might know that, the urine hormone test. And when I had it interpreted, I think it was that I had low metabolized cortisol and she said, hmm, this pattern is when you have low thyroid. And I had had some of my thyroid markers tested, typical, but I'd never right. tested antibodies. You know, I, I didn't have a lot of what I thought was were typical thyroid symptoms. I, I'm not overweight. You know, I didn't, I didn't feel like my hair was, I mean, I, now that I think about it more, I do, you know, it's easier to see the symptoms, but I didn't, I didn't feel like a typical thyroid case. So I didn't, had never really investigated it too deeply. But when she told me that about the metabolized cortisol, I did a full panel and I had just teeny tiny antibodies. I think I just had like a TG antibody of like three or something, which some practitioners say, oh, don't even worry about it. Um, that's just a passing number. And other practitioners, as you know, say anything is positive is positive and you're positive for life. And and for me, I did see the antibodies grow and added the TPO antibodies in there. So I still am really low, luckily, but uh, I'm glad that I, you know, I caught it when I did. And, yeah, I learned from Dr. Tom O'Brien that I think he was saying something about it takes like 10 years for antibodies to show on a test, even if the condition has begun, so to speak, so that it's common to like have an experience at like pregnancy and like 10 years later see, see antibodies. So I don't know what you ladies have, you know, learned or observed, but when I read, read that or learned that from Tom O'Brien, I was like, huh, okay, maybe that's, you know, some pieces are coming together because I did have a very, I mean, pretty difficult pregnancy and postpartum. Wow, wow. And when you can you talk a yeah. little bit more about uh, Bridget? Because most, you know, we really haven't spoken to anybody on the show about postpartum thyroiditis. Can you talk a little bit about your symptoms with that? Just just in case anyone has someone that's, you know, uh, recently had a child, it gets so easily confused um, with just postpartum depression. Can you talk a little bit about that for us? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, I, again, I don't know if I was the most typical. I would say that my worst symptoms were like anxiety, insomnia, um, like agitation, um, which to me, I didn't feel like that was depression, right? I, I guess I thought of depression as like you're just sad and you're lying in bed all the time. But now as I've learned more about depression, it, do, it does have various 
manifestations and so does postpartum. Right. So for me, I was anxious, but other women could be exhausted. And of course you're already kind of exhausted with a baby, but if you're so exhausted that, uh, like a friend of mine was saying, she was just like falling asleep at the dinner table. Uh, if you're so exhausted, that's a sign, you know, if your hair is falling out, sometimes if you get too skin, if you're getting skinny real quick, that could be an, a, a, a manifestation of hyperactivity of the thyroid, right? So if you're just zipping around and you're full of energy and you're really skinny, all of a sudden, almost in a way that seems like excessive, that could be a sign of some uh, hyperactive activity of the thyroid. So, I, yeah, what are some other things? Inability to lose the weight. And, again, this is why this can be confused, right? A lot of people have, we have extra weight after we have a baby. That's normal. Right. And it takes a while to lose. That's normal. But if you just can't lose it, I think that that could be a thyroid issue. Uh, So when we're pregnant, when we become pregnant, our immune system sort of shifts in how it acts to protect the the fetus. Otherwise, we would eject it and push it out, which is why sometimes the first go around we have like a chemical pregnancy or miscarriage. The body's learning how to accept a fetus, and that's a good thing. But it makes the immune system change how it acts. And then once you have the baby, the immune system kind of changes back. So that change in the immune system creates some vulnerability, I think, for autoimmune diseases and thyroid disorders. Right. And it's so sad because so many people just kind of chalk that up to, oh, I've got a new baby. And, you know, that mm-hmm. that misnomer of, you know, maybe every mom is going through this and, and we just don't talk about it. And, you know, it can really um, grow, you know, into problematic when we don't realize that, that it's, you know, something that's a physical problem that can be fixed. You know, I often wonder when I hear these horrific stories about moms, you know, doing unthinkable things and people talk about their personalities prior, and they're like, oh, you would never suspect this would have happened and and blah, blah, blah. You wonder, you know, if there was some kind of postpartum thyroiditis in there, some kind of detachment, you know. Mm-hmm. I know lots of people with thyroid issues feel detached and you wonder if something goes awry in the thyroid and creates this this detachment that's not normal to this person. You know, I, I don't know mm-hmm. about anybody else, but I always wonder that when I hear these, you know, just these horrible stories. Yeah, I think it could be a thyroid. And just the, you I mean, beyond talking about thyroid hormones, there's such a huge change of your sex hormones from pregnancy to postpartum. I mean, I don't know if you ladies have experienced this, but I was like literally having night sweats. Like you're detoxing a huge amount of hormones. Your hormones are sky high when you're pregnant, right? And you're full of progesterone. And then you just bottom out. You just completely flatten. And now we know that our female hormones are kind of linked to our neurotransmitter production. So this happens for me. That's something I'm dealing with every menstrual cycle too. Like when I get my period and my hormones are at the lowest, my mood is, is often off and just not making as many neurotransmitters to make me happy. It's still kind of something I'm hacking in my cycle right now. Um, But yeah, feeling like really flat and I, you know, even though I had a very strong bond with my son, I think chemically like my neurotransmitters were really off. And and I, I think, yeah, it's great to educate because I think our society, you know, we all love babies. It's very exciting. You have a baby and everyone gives you a million gifts and that's great. But sometimes you have to just, you know, really say, hey, how are you? Like, what's what's really happening? How can I really help you? Right. Um, because after right. all the gifts and casseroles, right, you feel kind of alone. At least I did. <laughs> well, and if you're, su- if you're a super, you know, loving person and something is off, like you said, you know, I think everyone kind of assumes that just, you know, everything will fall back into place like, you know, like normal and, and blah, blah, blah. So if you're not feeling normal and you're looking at your baby and you're kind of detached going, what is this thing? And I shouldn't feel that way. You know, it's, it's, I would imagine that it would feel very like you'd be almost afraid to tell people. You'd be like, uh, yes. does anyone else feel this way? And I'm afraid to say this because then people are going to think I'm weird and, you know, maybe this is normal and, and it's just not a comfortable place to ask questions. Does that make sense? You know, uh, I got yeah. very lucky because somehow, you know, I, I'm, Dana calls me opposite women, but I felt better during my four pregnancies than I have ever felt unpregnant. Mm. So it must have been the, the sky high projection high. That, <laughs> yeah. that just was, I was like, woohoo, let's do this again. 
Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. Oh, four kids later, right? Seriously, nature's <laughs> way of keeping you. For nature's way, right? I mean, that's that's just, and we're not going to get into all that in the previous, and but I wasn't supposed to be able to get pregnant and have babies, and you know, I think got extremely ill with my son. I had help syndrome and, and uh, almost took me off the planet. And then I think, I swear, I always tell people, I think it cleared some kind of blockage or something. <laughs> and it was like, okay, let's do this. Let's have some more kids, you know. <laughs> but I felt I felt amazing. And, of course, it like, you know, you mentioned the sky-high progesterone. I must have just had this massive surge of hormones that, you know, that, that made me feel better. But, you know, I, I feel, I really feel for, for women, you know, we had talked to Carol Gray. I don't know if you know who Carol Gray is, but she had told us about a woman. And Dana and I both cried like mm-hmm. a baby through this show. Yeah. You remember that, Dana? And she was yeah. talking about a woman who, with five children, and she went up the wrong, free, went up the wrong, um, you know, she went up an off-ramp the on the freeway. And she killed, I mean, some horrible number of people. And, um, you know, Carol was digging into that, but uh, had a thyroid that was completely, you know, the TSH was sky high, and she was being cared by a physician that was leaving her in really sky high things. And and Dana and I, I, we cried because I know there were times, you know, that you just, you're at such a low during your thyroid, you're like, I, I, I don't even know how I'm getting through the day. I just am, you know. So when you take those circumstances in a new pregnancy and, you know, you just, I think friends and family are more important than everything, than anything to recognize the symptoms more than the person actually is. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's, that could be a good point. Yeah, I think, I mean, I actually, when I came out of this, I wanted to specialize in postpartum depression, but you just don't even like come up for air hardly. So I just I just found like it was a too hard of a specialty. So I think too, that's talking to your point. It's like you kind of almost don't realize what's going on when you're in it, and you do need other people to recognize it. And I think sadly it's it's not really being recognized. And we go. I remember I went you know after my pregnancy where they're checking on you all the time, and then the hospital checking on. And we went to our first you know well baby breastfeeding appointment which is great and important, and they didn't ask one question about me. And I just remember feeling like, well, what about me now? Like, am I just, like, over? You know? like, no, I mean, I was, you know, I was having my night sweats. I was, like, exhausted, overwhelmed. And just to have somebody check in, um, right. you know, is, right. is so important. And I know now it's more popular to have a doula, which I didn't have and I do kind of regret. So having a doula or having a midwife who's going to do some follow-up care with you and knows about the thyroid. Yeah, it's so important. You're not going to get this kind of care in a conventional system. No, what is it? It's a six-week checkup. And I even had the help syndrome, and I was only, I only had two checkups. (laughs) And then it was like after six weeks, okay, there you go. You know, blood work's normal. And we (laughs) we could talk about postpartum blood work the same way we could refer to thyroid blood work. (laughs) It's like... You know, okay, your yeah. CBC, CMP, everything's normal. Thank you so much. Have fun. And you're like, what? <laughs> Are yeah. you serious? Like, we're done here? I just, well, I just, I just burst a watermelon, and we're finished. How is that? <laughs> you know, so uh, postpartum uh, care is inferior. And we have the vote for you to 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 follow up with more postpartum because it's an experience that was given to you so that you could understand other people. I mean, people who haven't gone through postpartum depression don't understand. It's kind of like people, you know, with the thyroid being an, Ill, uh, an invisible illness. You know, we, we go through things and people look at us and they're like, well, you look healthy, you know, and you're like, are you kidding me? I, digestion with food and this and that and depression and fatigue and brain fog and the whole nine years. I'm glad I look healthy, but I don't feel well. You know, postpartum depression is kind of the same, you know, the same thing where you have to really kind of have gone through it to be able to get the whole, the whole feeling and the whole circumstances, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I know. Go ahead. I was just going to say, or it gets just put off so much, you know, that everybody thinks this is, this is, 
you just had a baby. <laughs> you just had a baby. Right. And this is just how it's it goes, normal. Right. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like you so should not. be tired. Yeah. 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 No. Frankly, I got a lot of that during my pregnancy too. You know, I, I had a lot of vomiting, a lot of back pain, and. Yeah, there just wasn't a lot of support conventionally, and and I I it was yeah you're right it was a gift it opened me up quite a bit, you know I'm not practicing acupuncture anymore but I I did for many years and I saw a lot of pregnant women I did a lot of uh, labor preparation and a lot of women are afraid to treat pregnant women because they think oh gosh I'm gonna like give them a miscarriage or something but. You know, there's a lot you can do safely um, all through the phases of fertility, pregnancy, postpartum. Uh, it's just connecting with the right person. And again, I'm a, I, there's a, uh, someone I had on my podcast called Babo Mia. They train doulas, and you can find a doula from them. And honestly, I really wish I had, had invested in something like that. You know, I had a new business, and, like, we were paying for all our, you know, super high deductibles. So we're like, oh, you know, we're kind of cutting corners. And I thought, oh, you know, I'm kind of independent. I don't need help. (laughs) But I, you know, that that independent mindset needs to drop away, frankly, when you have a baby because you do need help. (laughs) Right? (laughs) So, yeah, I definitely think it's worth having a doula and just having someone understand your body or go to a functional practitioner or an acupuncturist or someone who specializes and is familiar with postpartum, familiar with thyroid, um, and if you're hearing this and, you know, you're not in that time period in life, just as as you have, you know, nieces or friends or daughters go through it, you know, I, I think that you can suggest this to them. And there's also that fabulous book by uh, Dana Trentini about, I forget the name of it, but it's about thyroid and pregnancy. Right, um, Mary Shulman. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, that's Mary a fabulous yeah. book. Yeah, so that could you be a good resource, too. It's funny, I'm sitting here thinking about, you know, that whole pre and post, you know, pregnancy. I mean, really, essentially, it's a it's a two-year journey. You know, you have a full 10 months you're pregnant. You really should have gone through a minimum of six months, you know, pre-pregnancy preparing your body for baby. And, and you really need the support of other women and all kinds of things, you know, six months post your pregnancy. Mm-hmm. I mean, you still, you still, even with four kids, you know, even on the fourth one, you look at this baby and you go like, this is so small compared to these other three. <laughs> you would think by that time you're an expert, right? And you're still like, wow, this is really tiny. This, you know, this is like a, a baby doll. And they're all different. And sure, I always tell new parents, you know, that six-month mark is when, you know, the baby's a little bit more stable. The head's not wobbly. You know, they're much more interactive. But it's it's a really, it's a, it's a two-year journey of of needing needing women and needing wonderful uh, practitioners to support you and make sure that everything came back. You know, look at how many women become depleted of B12 and iron and all these different things that don't just bounce back after pregnancies. These are simple fixes that can explain, you know, things that, that may be challenging, you know, during that time. So we're going for a full two years, right, Bridget? Two years of, of <laughs> extraordinary care. <laughs> Well, I think Dr. Jolene Brighton would absolutely agree with you on that for sure. Phil. I was gonna say she's she's a huge. You know, we you mentioned uh, Dana, but uh, Jolene Brighton is such a huge proponent of pre and and postnatal care of women and care during and care just care period. Yeah, care. yeah, she Lots went through it as well. And yeah, I mean, you you can't come out of that feeling, especially you know, like Jolene, you know. It's, or myself, like we, it's not like, you know, we are capable, we're already trying to take care of our health, you know, but there are, you know, more factors and we might get in some of those, you know, a lot of things as you teach about on the show can affect your thyroid and, you know, just being smart or capable doesn't protect you from, you know, the, the changes going on in your body through different causes. Right. And speaking of things that cause problems, Let's jump right in because it's something that's a crazy problem that, you know, just kind of gets touched on, to be honest. Don't you think, Dana, just barely gets touched on is mold. Tell us more about the mold Hashimoto's connection. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I want to understand it a little deeper, but I just uh, last month or earlier this month did a mold week event to teach people about mold. Maybe we can share that link, too, so people can... uh, You'll learn more about mold. Um, but I was really surprised, you know, people write in and comment and 
you know, it's a small fraction of people who comment, but of those, like, I think most of them said they have Hashimoto's. Um, so what's the connection? Well, mold very much dysregulates your immune system. It gets into the mitochondria of your cells. It, it takes a home in the mucosa of your gut and your nose. And it's just like this constant toxin, this constant immune irritant um, that your body is really confused about, especially if you have a genotype that doesn't know how to clear it, which I haven't tested my genotype, but I can pretty much tell you I'm not good at clearing mold. I mean, so my, we, my husband and I, our whole family, we were living in a house that unbeknownst to us had black mold, toxic mold. Not all, no, not all mold is toxic, but we had toxic mold growing in our walls and wow. spots in our basement. Yeah, and I was in that house a long time. So actually just really in a, a pretty short amount of time, I, I mentioned to you why I finally found Hash, the Hashimoto's antibodies. Right around that same time, I had a really bad case of strep throat. I had to take antibiotics for the first time in like 10 or 20 years. Um, and I was just, I didn't recover from that. I was exhausted. Um, and I was getting some IV vitamins and you know, trying to do some things I had done before, and I just wasn't recovering. So I said to the people giving me these IVs, like, I, I need some help just figuring out what this is, and they tested me for, for different things, um, and they asked me about my home, which was a big blessing, and they said, is anything different, you know, da-da-da. So we ended up testing our, our house for mold uh, and finding it, which was like the beginning of a huge Pandora's box about mold. So I found out I had my, you know, I had the strep throat. Right around then I found out I had my antibodies, found out I had toxic mold in my house. I found out I had a, you know, resurgence of Epstein-Barr virus. And I really think they're all related. Um, And I don't know how long, you know, if they were brewing for a long time or if it was just sort of this perfect storm of stress and wet weather that, you know, fired some things up. But I think that the, you know, the thyroid issue was probably brewing for a long time and the mold, you know, I don't know if I was holding it off all those years or not. I mean, I think my son, you know, wasn't born in that house, but he was born while we lived in that house. So I even think back to, you know, those days, like was mold affecting me even back then? It's hard to say, but we know for sure it was affecting me uh, when we finally discovered it. So yeah, short answer is I think mold is, is, is more common than we know about. And it's in like, you know, there's water damage in like at least one in four homes and more, more, more than that in schools. Um, and if, yeah, if you're, if either you're genetically weak or, you know, or your body's overwhelmed or, you know, there's some kind of way that that, that toxic mold gets a hold of you, it, it's a major dysregulator and it's pretty, it's a pretty slow process to get it out of your home and out of your body. Um, so even though I'm diagnosed with Hashimoto's, I honestly just feel like, you know, as I continue to clear the mold and get the virus under control and work on my gut, which I think we're going to talk about too, I really think I'll see those antibodies come down. Like I feel pretty confident about that. And I don't even really, you know, identify as a Hashimoto's person as much as like a person with mold and Epstein-Barr virus. Um, so that's sort of my perspective on my own case. And I think it's probably true for, for other women as well. And I'm, you know, I'm anxious to kind of meet more of them because I'm meeting some of them, um, with this mold and Hashimoto's or Epstein-Barr and Hashimoto's for sure. Right. I mean, there, there are so many people and, and, uh, you know, I think mold is a huge issue. I, I just saw a post by Wendy Myers that she actually is sold her house of 12 years because of a mold issue in there and it affecting her energy levels. And it's, it's so hard to, to really pinpoint if you don't, you know, um, yeah, like you said, I think mold is a huge issue in, in many different, uh, I, even in the warm, you know, we see mold here in Joshua tree and it's hot most of the time, you know, (laughs) a healthy 10 months a year. So, a lot of people assume, you know, okay, so I have to live in a really wet, cold area to, to, to actually have mold, but that's not, you know, that's not actually. Not the case. Right, right. I mean, it's it's craziness. Yeah, you know, a lot of people ask, well, you know, could I have mold? A, a lot of the first questions are, could my symptoms be from mold? Or could this thing in my house be mold? 
And you can get your house tested uh, by doing, I recommend getting a mold inspector and getting some samples run because you don't have to assume everything is toxic for one thing. And you certainly, I don't think you should try to clean it up yourself at all if you don't know Um, because it's usually a bigger area than you realize. Yeah, and once you you start cutting into it, you make yourself a, a big problem. Right, and um, so you aggravate it, and it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, you have to tread carefully. And, you know, when I first started hearing about mold, I thought, oh, gosh, that's like some fringe thing. I'll never, I don't even, you know, I don't have the bandwidth to study that. I'm not going to need to know about that. And it was not true. You know, luckily not everyone's affected, but anyone could, like you said, possibly be affected. It's just the way our buildings are designed now. You know, drywall is basically paper, and it gets wet and doesn't dry right away. Uh, mold can grow on it, and toxic mold can grow a little easier, so to speak, because it's not like in nature where there's all different kinds of molds and, you know, predators and factors. If it's, you know, a nice, cozy, wet spot in your wall and there's some toxic mold in there, it'll tend to dominate, just like in our gut, right? Like, strains can dominate once they get in there. <laughs> you know, if we keep feeding them sugar and whatever, like, they just grow. They just dominate. They're they're bullies. So, um, mold can definitely be a bully too, and um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't think everyone needs to study it, but if you feel like, well, I did, you know, I did live in this gross basement, and I ever since then I haven't felt right, or yeah, this thing in my house is, I've always wondered about it, and you have symptoms, I would definitely think think it's worth uh, checking out. For sure, and Absolutely. like you said, don't. Don't attempt to do it yourself, you know. Uh, Dana kind of just went through something like that, and don't it, right? Let let the experts uh-huh. handle it. Don't don't attempt to do it yourself. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> yeah, and it's expensive. Nobody looks forward to spending money on this kind of thing. Um, but yeah, taking shortcuts can cost you like a lot more money. Right, health wise, especially. Now, how about Epstein-Barr? A little bit about the Epstein-Barr-Hashimoto's connection, and then we want to jump into the to the gut and fixing your gut and all the goodies that we can do and detoxing. But uh, did you have an Epstein-Barr yourself, an Epstein-Barr, um, you know, flare? Where you're... Yeah, so, you know, it sounds like there's a few different strains of the virus. So I had mono in, in high school, beginning of college, and then, you know, it seemed to pass, resolve. And then actually that postpartum period that I described to you, I mean, it wasn't just three months or six months postpartum. It was like a long haul for me. And I got diagnosed with an Epstein-Barr acute phase then. Um, And, you know, children carry the Epstein-Barr quite a bit. I remember when mine flared is when my son had started in a new daycare. And, you know, kids carry like a million things. So they are often asymptomatic for our Epstein-Barr. But I, I don't know if it was that exposure or just stress and, and whatnot, maybe thyroid. But I had an Epstein-Barr flare then. It took a while to diagnose. But I, we got it totally under control with herbs and vitamins and stuff like that. And, and I, you know, I thought that was that. And actually this third in time that I told you about um, when I had strep throat and wasn't recovering, as soon as I went in with the strep throat, I'm like, I feel like I have Epstein-Barr again. And the nurse practitioner was like, no, you can't keep getting that. That's like not chronic. Oh, yes, you can. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, okay. Um, but then I was tested for it, and the next naturopath was like, well, we're not sure if it's, like, active or not. And then another naturopath I just saw said, she really thinks that people can't get rid of mold because Epstein-Barr is in their system. So she started treating me for some things for Epstein-Barr. But I still wasn't super knowledgeable about the whole connection. I don't think I was on the right combination of supplements. So more recently, I've been studying the Anthony Williams medical medium work. And there's some things she describes about where the virus goes in your body that can be in your liver or your thyroid and, and how your body acts. I mean, it's like he's it's like he's reading my symptoms off, you know, is exactly what, how I feel. So, and I've been doing some herbs for him. I just, for, for he recommends and just started like a detox that he recommends. Uh, and I'm feeling excellent on it. So, you know, I don't know everybody's case, but for me, I think the Epstein bar is, is really, I, I think it's the most core issue of all my issues. I think it makes it hard for me to get rid of mold. I think it makes my thyroid flare up. Um, but yeah, the good news is you can't treat it. 
Yeah. I think that was my that was my big contender was Epstein Barr and it's a you know, it's a shame because they call it the sleeping giant, you know, and um unfortunately I've been under the giant's foot. <laughs> God, but, a long know, time. My titers were close to five hundred, uh, held for almost four years. So it was an enormous uh, oh, deal and you know doctors really don't your conventional medicine doctors really don't give it much credence and yet then you have other ones that say this is this is the big sleeping giant and I'm experiencing some things with one of my daughters right now that may be very related to that and I've seen it I've seen it in friends um, who had Epstein-Barr flares and then they were they had moved and into uh, exposure of radiation and um, ended up with cancers, and their kids ended up with B cell lymphomas, and it is a big deal. And you know, you I think someone should grab a bullhorn on Epstein Barr because mm-hmm. it's, you know, and I kept asking my pediatrician, is does is this affecting my children? You know, my children, my children, my children, my children. No, 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 no. This is, you know, I'm like, how is that possible? How is it possible that it can't be affecting my children? And um, yeah, I don't know. Like you said, there's there's not not a lot of you know going on about it, but I think it's a huge huge problem, and I think that is really what was behind my thyroid issue. I think that was the the origin of the thyroid problem, not the other way around. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's which came first, the chicken or the egg? You know? But yeah, tell I us totally a agree. Bit about What's working for you? I saw your juice on there, your cilantro. Tell us a little <laughs> bit about the herbs and the vitamins that that worked really well for you, and what what feels what feels good for you. Because I think, like you said, it's more 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 prevalent in more people than we really than we really know. Yeah, I mean, a couple herbs I'm doing through medical mediums work are cat's claw and lemon balm, and those both feel really really good to me. Um, not related to his work, but he does recommend too. I've been doing some chlorella and B12 to, to kind of energize and oxygenate my cells and also can help clear with mold. Um, I mean, I like that. Um, you know, what else do I do? I, vitamin A has been helpful for me. Vitamin D, plain old vitamin C is still a very helpful nutrient that doesn't right. get talked about as much anymore. Um, but yeah, I've done a lot of things. I usually use a vitamin C that has some like bioflavonoids mixed in, and I can't remember what form the vitamin C is in. I mean, I can look it up real quick though. Um, and you know, you can kind of high dose that, you know, to bowel tolerance and, I think that's really a nice support for your adrenals as well, which are going through a, a lot if you're dealing with um, a thyroid problem. So, yeah, that's a simple, affordable thing. I mean, I do a lot of stuff. <laughs> Maybe I'll mention the weird stuff I do too because people might want to hear about it. Um, I do the Nest um, drops that Wendy Myers talks about, the kind of bioenergetic drops. Uh, I have my own sauna now. I do coffee enema. Um, yeah, with a medical medium, I'm starting on really much more of a plant-based diet. And I've been sort of in a paleo template for many years now. And I don't know, I'm just starting this diet and, you know, it's a little bit of a cleansing diet, but I'm, I'm feeling good. And I'm wondering, you know, if I was somewhat on the wrong diet for the last <laughs> several years. So, I mean, I, I just think it's okay to question everything. I mean, paleo is super popular right now. Is it the right thing for everybody? You know, maybe not. And I just, I want to feel as good as I possibly can. And I'm willing to, you know, open my mind to new work and new research and and just try things. I think ultimately just trying stuff in your body and saying, oh, that felt good um, is, is the best evidence. Right. And I think genetics plays a huge role, to be honest. That's that's my own personal feeling is that genetics plays a huge role in what type of diets that people can and can't do. You know, I mean there's some people that don't yeah. produce oh. enough serotonin and if they go paleo they're gonna they're gonna, you know, be in a very bad spot. It's it's mm-hmm. a I don't know, I think there's more to genetics, you know, um 
than than really gets attention is. right now. Yeah, it's 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 a forefront. It's you know, we're on the forefront of that yeah. information. Definitely. Yeah, we definitely are. And everybody's bio individual, so you know, we always say this on the show, but you know, like you know, Bridget was saying, and Tiffany um, precluded, you know, saying what works for you, Bridget. And these are the things that are working for you, which is really interesting and great to hear. It doesn't mean it's going to work for me or for Tiff, right? It's just what's working for you. And it's very, very interesting to know what works for you and what works, doesn't work maybe for someone else. I think it's definitely a genetic. I think it's awesome, uh, really. Yeah. I mean, I think it's it's for someone to say that, you know, something is or isn't going to work for another person unless, you know, is, is it really, it's a genuine guess. I mean, it may be healthy for 80%, but you've got that 10% that may have, you know, different genetic structures that it doesn't work well for. I mean, it's it's just, it's awesome, the individuality. It really is. I think yeah, it's very cool. I, I, I think it's important, you know, that we as practitioners and educators don't get too attached to any one theory because, you know, I think we can. We can say, oh, well, I've I've treated, you know, 100 people for thyroid and this works for everyone. And because you, you get a little bit too, yeah, you're not being bio-individual enough when you say that this works for everyone. There could be some basic framework that works for everyone but yeah within that there's there's experimentation and yeah and we learn over time right like we learn you know new information over time so it's okay to to change (laughs) right for sure now tell us a little bit about um detoxing and energizing strategies you mentioned the sauna and um the coffee enema can you tell us a little bit more about those things and 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 how that helps um, how that helps people with the thyroid issue? Yeah, I mean, I guess maybe for me, like I, I said, I think that Epstein Bar is really big for me, and I'm still definitely clearing mold out of my body. So those are two detoxification strategies that I think are good for virus because when well, when you're a sauna, you turn on this this magical thing called heat shock proteins that repair damaged cells or kill off damaged cells, repairing DNA as needed. Um, and the DNA is often getting damaged when you have mold in your body when you have this like viral activity in your body. So yeah, I just, I feel really fantastic from using a sauna, a coffee enema. I was definitely avoiding trying for a long time, but I read about it from Jay Davidson and asked him about it on my podcast. And I thought, well, let me just try it. And I don't even drink coffee. Like I'm pretty caffeine intolerant. But when you use a coffee enema, it's it's not to clean out your colon. It's so that the coffee, some components in the coffee will absorb quickly into your liver. And there's a compound in the coffee. I forget what it's called. But it, it, it makes glutathione, which is this antioxidant in your body, the biggest kind of most dominant antioxidant. It it makes you make a whole bunch of glutathione. And then it's pad, the blood is passing through your liver as you lay there with a the coffee enema. And your whole blood is getting cleaned out with this this antioxidant. So it's it's just, you know, it's very healing, and I can feel it right away. So, you know, it's very affordable. It takes a little time, but, um, you know, and you should do it cautiously with, you know, if you've got some issues you're dealing with, especially if you've got some issues in your colon or that kind of a thing. Um, but I've tolerated it really, really well, Um you know, I do it less now than I, when I was sicker, um, but I do it sometimes when I need a, a pick-me-up. Um, and that, we didn't really get into gut infections, so maybe I'll mention some things I'm doing for that. And, and that I'll mention that in our own clientele, we, we have a lot of women with thyroid issues, and the ones that do and the ones that don't, I mean, all of our ladies have a gut issue, even if the gut wasn't the main complaint even if the depression or low energy or what have you, PCOS, they, they all have gut infections. Um, and I do too. And I'm somewhat working on my gut infections, but I feel like I don't, I, you know, doing a gut cleanse is strong stuff, uh, you know, killing parasites and kill, it's, it's nobody, no joke. So sometimes I just feel like my body isn't like strong enough. Um, so I think when I'm stronger, I'll, I'll hit it harder with, with my gut, you know, clearing my parasite. Um, but for now, I'm doing some essential oils, which I'm pretty impressed with. So I just use um, like a, a carrier oil, and then I use a product by doTERRA called Digest Zen, 
and uh, frankincense and oregano. And those three things are just supporting digestion, um, kind of working on mucus mucus buildup in the gut and working on like kind of killing bacteria that are unfriendly in the gut. So that's like a super gentle thing I'm doing uh, currently for my digestion. I'm telling you, it makes you like super, you know, regular and you're like really, it's, it's amazing. So I do it twice a day, pretty generously on my stomach. Uh, and yeah, I do some probiotics sometimes and, you know, just eating fiber, eating green foods is important for digestion too. And then as I, yeah, as I mentioned what I'm feeling like, okay, I'm, I'm ready for the next phase. I'm going to hit it hard more with herbs for, uh, for parasites and stuff. Um, you also mentioned um, dry brushing, uh, nasal rinse, um, grounding, cold water. Can we talk about those a little bit? And also, what kind of sauna are you using? Just because just people want to know specific kind of things uh, before we let you go, if you don't mind. Right. One yeah, well. yeah. Yeah. So um, I bought a sunlight and sauna called a solo system, which is like a tube you lay in, basically. Um, and it's a little more affordable and takes up less space in your house. You don't need any special wiring. And you can lay down and super relaxing. And then there's some that are affordable that you sit in. But I've always laid down in saunas when I go to the gym. So I, I've, we're, we're thrilled. We love our, our um, sunlight and sauna. And then, yeah, just to kind of energize the body. Because I think we can get a little hung up on so many pills and get sick of them too. So I'm doing um, from kind of some of the Harry Massey's work about um, about energy work, so to speak. Like one way we make energy is exchange electrons. So we have a pool actually because we moved to Arizona and it's cold right now. So sometimes I jump in the pool uh, and it's very shocking, but it's sort of shocking and like in a good way that teaches your immune system to work. Um, and let's see what else do I do. The dry brushing is just getting that lymph moving. So it's just a way to support detox. It can help for cellulite as well. I do dry brushing most mornings. It only takes like a minute or two, and it's super energizing. Um, I've been walking on our cold lawn in the morning. You know, so I don't always want to jump in the pool. <laughs> sometimes I just walk on the cold grass with my bare feet, and it's also really energizing. Like you'd be surprised just like when we get a workout, right, and we feel good afterwards. It's just like it's stimulating the body in a different way and we don't have to do it all with like food and supplements. So those are, I don't know if I covered all your questions, but those are some of them. I think you did. I think okay, you did. good. So what's new okay. on the horizon before we let you go? What's new on the horizon for Bridget Danner? Oh, uh, let's see. So yeah, we developed recently this, this gut health quiz that we're going to share and we're going to be kind of educating more about gut health as like an underlying trigger for a lot of female you know, diseases. Um, and we're going to do a, a group course around that in the new year around that and other foundations. That, um, so that's something that we're, we've got coming up in the new year and on my own podcast, which is called women's wellness radio, we're going to host a, a special a week about weight loss in the new year. Um, so that'll be fun as well. Awesome. Yeah, Women's Wellness Radio, correct? I was going to mention that uh, later when we were uh, got you off the air, all wonderful places they could find you. I'm so glad you mentioned it, though, because you do host it on Blog Talk Radio as well, correct? Uh, I don't. I had a different show, or maybe I hosted it in the beginning on Blog Talk Radio, but I don't think so. I had a different show on Blog Talk once upon a time. Sorry about that. Okay, but I did see um, one of your um, interviews recently with Jill Carnahan, one of our favorites. So I, uh, I that's what I was just kind of assuming. But you did a video chat with her, so that was pretty wonderful. Um, and is that part of your radio show? Is that what you were referring to? Yeah, so I think that was on Mold Week. And so we hosted Mold Week on our YouTube channel and on our uh, podcast as well. So that's like all just free content so that you can actually, that's probably the easiest way to access it if you want to learn more about Mold is to um, just go back um, a few episodes. And uh, we have seven episodes on Mold. Very cool. Awesome. Yeah. 
Well, it was absolutely fabulous to have you on with us today. We have been wanting to chat with you, and I just appreciate you taking your time, sharing your knowledge. Absolutely wonderful to, to chat. Thank you so much, Bridget. Thanks thank to both you of you much. and to your audience. Yeah, thank you. Awesome. Okay, have a great day. Don't worry. We'll make sure to tell everybody where they can find you. Okay. <laughs> okay, have a great day. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. How fun. Is she just so vibrant? Just even her voice. Right? She seems really, really lovely. Have you ever oh, met definitely. Bridget in person? No, no, but she just seems so lovely and she's just radiant. So I've been wanting to talk to her for a while, a while and uh, I'm glad we did. I do want to mention the free gift that she uh, wanted to offer everybody today, com slash women's dash wellness-blog-slash-gut-hormones, and I will put this in the link on my page. Um, yeah, because that seems a little bit long, but she does have a free gift for us. Um, so I will uh, definitely put that on all the links um, so that you can find that. She's uh, been so gracious to, to offer that up. Awesome. Thank you so much, Bridget. That was amazingly generous of you. And you can, of course, find all things Bridget Danner at www.bridget, spelled B-R-I-D-G-I-T-D-A-N-N-E-R.com. That's her main website, and you can connect to all of her loveliness. And, and it looks like her blog is all the podcast uh, videos, so super easy, seems to watch, and, and very cool. Yeah, definitely. <sighs> okay, guys, as always, thank you so much uh, to our listeners. We really appreciate you joining us. If you get a minute and you like our shows, we'd love a review on iTunes. And if you've missed any of the shows, you can download them on iTunes. That's your leisure, 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 or Stitcher, or Google Play. <laughs> We're pretty much everywhere. And, of course, Please be sure to check out our amazing sponsor, ThriveProbiotic.com. Spore-based, very unique, over-the-counter, proven to reduce endotoxins, triglycerides, symptoms of leaky gut, some amazing things, amazing studies. Get on their email list and check them out. ThriveProbiotic.com. And Mm -hmm. please be sure to follow Thyroid Nation at ThyroidNation.com. And on Facebook, we have a group, Hoshis and Grades support group, where you can see who the next guest is for the upcoming week and previous guests and ask questions. So check that Mm -hmm. out. And most importantly, Dan and I always want to remind you that wellness is a journey and takes continual maintenance and evaluation. Not everything works for everybody, and things may work for you that don't work for other people. So make sure to always listen most importantly, to your own body and be mindful of what it is telling you. It's in crazy important and super, super smart and unique to you. Yes, it is. This is Dana. And Tiffany. Your Thyroid Nation Thrivers, bringing the collective voice of Thyroid Thrivers worldwide so that together, united, we heal. Thanks, guys. See you are. next week. We have the Bye. lovely Stacey Robbins with us next week. So be sure to Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. See you next week. Bye-bye.